I have faith in the one holy Catholic and apostolic vanguard party that is uh, has doctrinal supremacy uh, on all issues at all times and it is invariably correct because it is guided by the spirit of the the founders of uh, of the church father. I mean the um of like Karl Marx and uh Vladimir Lenin. No, I mean like that's that's a fucking cheap shot, but it's super fucking the reason that people make that comparison all the time is because it's absolutely correct. And I don't even think religion is bad. <laughs> I just think that you got to recognize that these two things are very similar. I, as somebody who didn't grow up religious, but you know, it, the, the echoes are always there and suffused through all of secular life too. But yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty helpful, especially when I was first like getting in and feeling like very, uh, very, I don't know, um, feel very extremist about it, I guess. I don't know. Um, it was good to like look at that and be like, okay. Well, let's look at this through the frame of, yeah, this is kind of, you know, a little bit like religious, especially if I'm going at it, you know, from this kind of, yeah, almost an absolutist, like, yeah, we got to, I don't know, what's uh, what Zizek saying about, like, if, if you really want something, you got to be willing to destroy the world for it or something like that. Yeah, I, I think there is like, a, for me, at least there's an instance where, yeah, that was definitely going on in my head. And it was pretty helpful to be like, okay, let's compare these, you know, this to some more like religious stuff. It was productive for me, especially having not like grown up in that at all. Yeah. That's all uh, all that we need to say about that. Well, I like the bit there at the end where he talks about that not having, there aren't just, you know, quote, good initiatives or whatever in the abstract that have like in relation to a concrete condition to be able to judge that one way or the other. I think he phrased it there. It's like, it's not so much as asking, you know, what is the radical position, but what is the most radical position that can win support and produce the best effects like in the current situation that we're in right now? Yeah. Yeah. Admitting that this is not, we don't have perfect knowledge and these are not laboratory conditions. So there's going to be. Uh, there's always going to be a little guesswork in that sort of uh, estimation. Yeah, I think I've got a good quote here. The the Vanguard function's role is not to explain to people what their desire is, let alone what it ought to be, but to listen to the stirrings of that desire, to incite it, to bring it out into the open, to help give it shape, to help people draw co- uh, consequences from it. Which I, know, I was listening to or reading what is to be done not long ago. I, like It struck me how much he talks about exposure uh, on, on what is to be done and, and that kind of... Uh, I don't know. It's been a bit since I've read it, but but it, that kind of reminded me of that. I like the, the subtitle of the next section. Everything has failed. Just think of the possibilities. So, theory of change must be understood here, not as a general notion of how social transformation happens, but quite the opposite. For a long time, the left seemed to mistake identity for tactics, tactics for strategy, and strategy for an abstract theory of change a purely theoretical domain concerned with the ideal form of social transformation. And I think that gets back to like chapter one, where he was talking about melancholy and uh, left melancholy, right? And how, you know, we've built our identities around our preferred failed form of organizing. It goes on to say that just because our preferred form of organizing failed doesn't mean that that organizing style is a complete failure. Rather than endlessly relitigating the question of whether this or that experience can be considered a failure, maybe the time has come to take the opposite approach. Perhaps we should start from the assumption that everything has failed, and the very fact that we continue to have these arguments proves it. This need not be as disheartening as it sounds. As Badu observed, it is impossible to deduce from any particular failure the universal impossibility of what that failure tried to accomplish. Because history is not an exact science. We cannot recreate things in like lab-like conditions and have control groups. It's just 
sometimes what worked perfectly in one situation doesn't in another situation because human material is very, very volatile. Would you say that uh, the whole dialectical pessimist approach is starting from the assumption that everything has failed? Yeah, that's ab- absolutely been our contention from the very beginning. Like, yeah. we were all wrong. Everyone has been wrong and everyone has failed. But, like, there are bits and pieces within all of what, within all of that, that are worth salvaging because it's just a don't throw the baby out with the bathwater sort of thing, you know? I mean, yeah. like, Leninism isn't completely devoid of merit because Stalin came from Lenin, you know? And anarchism isn't completely devoid of merit because anarchists are fucking annoying and lame, um, you know. But uh, liberalism is devoid of merit, however, and I'll stand. I'll die on that hill. Yeah, you, just, you, you don't think uh, Marxism is the full completion of liberalism? Well, what is that line? There's definitely a line of argument around that, right? Where it's the transcend. It's the transcending of liberalism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark like liberalism is absolutely like a prerequisite for Marxism. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Marxism, I think I've mentioned this before. Well, I think uh, Mar- Marxism is a on the failed promises of liberalism. There's a lot of people who kind of go along that line, right? Sure, but like one of the failed promises of liberalism is like a complete and utter autonomy of the individual. Oh yeah, no, no, like, no. As, I'm, as, I'm like not saying sacros- I agree. Saying, yeah, and Marxism is is the attempt to create the secular Christendom, right? The, like the the reformulation of that collective nature that existed before modernity, but with all the benefits of modernity and the realization of the individual as part of that collective. Because the individual is here. It, we have to deal with the individual now, right? That's <laughs> that's a for better or for worse, modernity has gifted us individuality in all of its uh, – our full consciousness as individuals. And uh, Marxism's goal is to reintegrate the individual within the collective, right? And I say a secular Christendom. I, I just mean like that sort of collectivity that existed in Christendom, like where people all thought of themselves as being part of a greater whole, for better or for worse, obviously. That went away with the advent of modernity. And uh, the focus became on that of the individual, the, the sacrosanct nature of the individual. That's how I think of it anyway. I might be wrong.